Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Talkie Awards 2022 picked the most annoying sound I could in true SC Talk fashion. JT here, joined by a couple of good friends, Lakey and Alex. Lakey, how are you, mate? Good to be back. Oh, mate, I am pumped up, doled up to the nines, uh, ready for a big one tonight. Got the champagne on with orange juice going for this early in the morning. <laughs> it's, what are we going to air at 10 in the morning? So, yeah, good to see. If you put some orange juice in there, no one cares, mate. No, that's right. Away with it. Alex, how are you, buddy? Yeah, not too bad. Dragged out of bed for this one, the earliest wake-up of the year. But no, happy to be here and ready to get going. Certainly sounds good to me. Well, talkies we introduced last year, you and I, like here, and it was to celebrate the best and the worst of Supercoach in the year that was. It's a fair bit to get through. It's a lot of uh, generally the worst, particularly on this podcast here. So uh, a couple of the familiar categories from last year, a couple that we've uh, we've added in. Um, just before we get into them, what was your favourite last year? I, I love I love the mega guide ones because we can sort of, I don't know, poke fun at ourselves. Yeah, exactly right. It's good to go back and revisit the awful calls we made um, to start the year. So hindsight's a wonderful thing. We get to go back and, and look at what we got right and what we didn't. So it's always fun to revisit that. Uh, before we get into the ceremony itself, uh, Alex, I know you're pretty high up in the rankings. Where are you sitting with one round to go? It's probably worth talking a bit of shop before we get into the main part. I uh, had a bit of a uh, shocker last week, um, but I've, I'm now down to 312th. Oh, lowly 312th. Gee, that's embarrassing. Like we don't we don't allow for that on our on our pod. Is where were you sitting? What was max rank? And have we uh, truly podcast cursed you? Uh, I think my would be low 200s. Um, I can't remember exactly off the top of my head, but yeah, I haven't cracked the top 200 just yet. Mate, incredible year. All the best for the run home. Uh, speaking of this week, anyone that you're worried about that's not on your side, do you have trades? No trades. Um, didn't have trades last week or this week. And uh, now that Hughes is out, I've only got actually 16 active players. Oof. So, you know, been here before. And, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty set in the top 1K, so I'm not too stressed. Um, but pretty much any cowboy that I don't have, so drinky, um, players like that, or... Brimson, um, Brimson for feeder type. Yeah, all those guys worried me this week. And I reckon that we'll see other people push past me. Love it. A uh, good bit of cowboy flavor to close the year out. I've actually used my last trade on Val Holmes in. I thought, why not bring Big Val in for a swan song? We'll probably score 20 points. But looking at that Penrith side, geez, that is going to be a pretty, I mean, surely, if we don't win this one, I'm, I'm writing the year off. Lakey, uh, where are you sitting at, buddy? And what are you looking forward to most about this week? 
I've snuck inside the top 10K for the Ooh. first time in a long time. So I've had a couple of big weeks in a row, which has um, helped me save some faith. But um, I'm, uh, I guess I'm most looking forward and not looking forward to the Sharks-Knights game because I think you can really <laughs> see some big scores from the Sharkies players in that one. But, geez, it's going to be awful watching from my boys' perspective. Mate, I would love a Knights win, actually. If you can just get up for one game this year, it would... Very much prefer it would be that one. So, I don't know, send them a pep tour, keep them away from toilet stores, whatever it needs. Uh, I don't know. You kind of always, those lowly teams always get that one little win just to give their fans a bit of hope at the back end of the year. Maybe it's against the Sharkies. Titans have had their little run. So, as Alex said, they're pretty hot at the moment, AJ Brimson and the like. So, I don't know, pretty good time to be a pod hunter and have trades up your sleeve. But um, It is old boys day at the Knights and they always perform pretty well in the last home game of the year, but um, I don't see them. It's causing an upset here. That would be a shocker. Mm. Would absolutely love it, though. But anyhow, all right. Anything else to talk about with the actual game uh, before we jump into it? Final words, Alex? No, not, not anything particularly from me. It's you know round 25, so only overall players are really playing at the moment. And uh, just a, a shout-out to Vacant Block, um, who's uh, won it about 10 rounds ago. Yeah, well, he's sitting very pretty. I think I saw that he's one of the few... Uh, that have got a pretty healthy squad, 22 playing players, which is uh, pretty massive to at this stage of the year, given carnage that has unfolded and probably will unfold over the course of the week where results fall certain ways. But anyway, uh, good luck to them. He's similar to Wilf, I guess, in his um, comfortable run home. I don't know, Lake, have you ever heard Wilf talk about his championship year? No, very, he's very pretty... Few pretty quiet about it actually mm, very humble on it yeah so <laughs> if it uh if it hadn't been advertised in the daily telegraph you wouldn't have known he'd actually won anything not at all all right let's get into the the main portion of this show and that's the talkies for 2022 the second annual award show so we'll go through the categories here uh we got the biggest trap award the john palavi himself award uh who stuffed our season up the most who lured us all in only to let us down again uh, trade fail of the year. This is one that I keep up in the, the weekly articles and love having a look through Supercoach Gold. It's great to see whenever a player goes ballistic, just have a look at who's traded them out that week. Found a few corkers in there. Stephen Carney Award. This one goes to the worst uh, Supercoach talk coach performance of the season. And uh, we don't even have any other nominees. It's just one guy. So we'll uh, roast him a bit later on. The worth a good hard look. The player on the rise for next season. Uh, Alex is Pretty well across this. He's already starting to put uh, a few names and things together for an article that'll go up post-season like he's informed me. So looking forward to seeing that. But we've got our eye over a couple of players that are uh, looming large for season 2023. Never too early to look that far ahead. Uh, the worst performance of the year has to be a typo award. Uh, this, I mean, there's a couple of juicy nominations in this one here. Uh, not just send-offs, but... Just players that did absolutely F all in 80 minutes. A couple of good candidates for that one there. The Did You See That Award, the best game, the best performance of the season from a player. A uh, couple of, well, no 200s. I was surprised to see that when I was putting this list together. But, I mean, Turbo was out for the majority of the year. So a couple of other guys rearing their heads. But there's one I really love, and he's undisputed winner in this one. It'll be a surprise one, but... Stay tuned for that. And then the Mega Guide, we'll close out with that. The best call and the worst calls, the good call champ and the Nostradamus. So a couple of, uh, with JT, Lakey, Stilesy and Wilf, obviously whether the writers of the article, um, can be a little painful to go and look back uh, at some of our calls so early into the season and just how they panned out. But 
I don't know, compared to last year, like he, there seems to be a few more good than bad. Uh, I don't know whether that's just our selective selections, but I don't know. Do you think we performed better than we did last season? Um, maybe. Maybe it was a bit of lessons learned from the previous year and what to look for, but we, we definitely had a fair few uh, bad calls. But, um, yeah, I think we got a fair few more right than we had the previous year, which is nice to see. Certainly is. All right, settle in. I know uh, we got Big Bad Bazza. I think he's here. He is again. He's uh, sit at the back. We couldn't get we couldn't get him a better table. Uh, no, look, he's uh, barely able to even be let back in. It's ten in the morning. Uh, he's got an eye on the pokey room next door, so we probably won't have him for that much longer. But I have asked that uh, Muriel and the girls come over from the bingo hall now that that's over. Ten a.m. They've had their brunch, so they're actually going to join him. In- yeah, there you go. Thank you, ladies. Thank you Thank very you much. Uh, settle down, Baz. Settle down, Baz. The golf so clap. The golf clap. There you go. So we've got a few more in the uh, in the studio today for such an illustrious ceremony. So let's get it underway. All right, 10 seconds is all we have. We can't pay them any longer than that. So the biggest trap award, the John Pallavi. I love that the poor man's still getting a shout-out here, but he was Joe Fitz's favourite back in the day. The guy for the Warriors lured us all in, cheapy second row forward, starting in round one, proceeded to play terribly in that one and then didn't get a Guernsey uh, for, the I think, the rest of the year. So long may the John Pallavi name live on. Boys, I've got a few candidates here for the biggest trap and actually one late sent in from you, Alex, but uh, we have already come up with a, a winner, but we will read through the nominations. First one I've got, Sifa Talakai, post that Manly game. Uh, I got lured in. I didn't own him. 150 points in one half, nothing in the next. That was a sure sign. Uh, James Schiller, one of those cheapy centre wings, was named to start for the Raiders, scored 26 in a six, then was dropped in round three for about three months. I think he's still floating around in 20% of teams, so a frustrating name, but he did score an 80 last week, so on the rise. Uh, Ethan Bullymore, Lakey, one of your and my favourites from earlier in the season, I think. Uh, We didn't jump on him. He scored a 62 off a lucky turbo break into a try. So all signs pointing north for him, and he went just immediately south. Top scored in 62, didn't get any better after that. And Alex, your boy Lachlan Ilias, uh, as you pointed out, the most owned player uh, at one stage throughout the year, may even still be up there, but definitely not performing to expectations, has been very, very ordinary and is only just now uh, trying to uh, claw back some some price rises. So four nominees there. Lakey, I'll, I'll throw to you before we announce the winner. Uh, I mean, what caught your eye out of these guys? Uh, there was a few. Say so the Talakai one um, really sucked me in, as it did you. We um, thought this guy's on a, a big roll here. Let's all jump on board. Um, so I... You know, it wasn't just us. He caught a fair few. Um, I was lucky to avoid a couple of the other ones. So um, it was fun watching those rides from outside the bubble. And Alex Ilias, your nomination for this category there, what um, struck you most about him? I mean, he's he's a young player, so expectations too high from the Bunnies and from Supercoach? Yeah, I think it was all just too too perfect to begin with. He was 63% owned after the first round, so the most owned player in Supercoach. Um, he didn't actually hit 300k in price until round 15, and he's currently at his highest price of 358k. So all season long, it's been a struggle to find a way to get him out. If you did, well done. If not, you can't really blame yourself. It's it's been impossible to get someone that cheap out. One of the slowest burns I think I've seen in a long, long time in the game. All right, without further ado, the John Pallavi Award for the biggest trap of the year. 
Ethan Bullymore, the bull himself, fresh off the Broncos there, Lakey. I think you and I take this one a little bit personally. I feel justified for this one. But Ethan Bullymore, if you had him in from round one, we warned you. Uh, you went against us. We copped some flack. But here he is, the John Palavi of 2022. I'm happy with that. Yeah, absolutely, mate. As I say, the one that really um, really means the most to me because we were so f- against him. We were so off mm. him to start the season. Uh, came out, got that uh, try off a turbo break, and in our chat, in our um, group chats, we got all the messages and we copped it. How good is it having <laughs> Turbo and Bullymore to start the year? How awesome what is a this? Combo. Blah, blah, blah. And uh, it just ghosted everybody the rest of the way. So I think a deserved winner here. Thank you very much. Thank you for your service, Ethan Bullymore, to all of our opponents. Not that it really helped us in the end, but I don't know, good to have one little win. That's right. All righty, next category here, the trade fail of the year. So one of my favorites, as I said, go through Supercoach Gold after every week and try and find some weird, weird stuff that's going on in the land of Supercoach. And throughout the season, there's been quite a lot of weird. I think weird with a couple of little W. I don't know what some people are doing here, whether they just give their best mates their control of their team if they go overseas or something, but need some explanation for some of these trades here. So the, the worst Supercoach trades I've seen so far this year, I'll read through them and then throw to you guys for your thoughts. Uh, first one I've got down, 15 people trading in Jake Granville in round 12. Try to think, I, I don't know why I've, I've looked at Jake Granville's trading stats this week, but throughout any stage of the year, this this bloke, as much as I love him, not a buyer. What are 15 people doing? Carl Lawton, 400 trade-ins for a negative 13 in round 8. Played just one more game for a 15 in round 13 and then disappeared. So the 400-odd that uh, jumped on the Lawton trade, geez, that's delete team stage. Uh, next one here is one I quite like, buying Cameron Munster for round one when he wasn't named uh, and then trading him out for Billy Walters the following round. Uh, a couple of weird, I, th- I think in combination, that wins it for me, but we'll see where the uh, judges landed. And then again, a late uh, submission from you, Alex, Kalen Ponga. I might throw to you uh, before we announce the winner. What, uh, what's the deal with Ponga there? Yeah, I thought I'd better submit one of my own trades I did myself. It was around 19, uh, and the you know the big choice everyone was talking about was Teddy and Luttrell. They were the two most traded in, the only players above 10% bought in each. Um, I already owned Luttrell at that stage, and then I really needed a pod, uh, and I, for some reason, Caelan Ponga, he's, he'd been in great form, uh, recently come off that great game three in the, the whole Origin series where he was pretty pretty outstanding. Um, so I thought, you know, screw it, I'll go Ponga. Um, he ended up getting a six compared to Teddy's 152. Nice. Uh, yeah, thought, uh, thought that was worth a shout there. I blame Lakey for for that anytime Kalen Pong is mentioned. It's usually him. But Lakey, uh, in the spirit of uh, poor trades that we've made ourselves, any that you've got up the sleeve? Oh, Jesus, man, I've probably got too many to count. I brought in Trent Peoples uh, when he was looking like a world beater who, and then he absolutely disappeared. Um, yeah, a couple of those just jump out to me, but um, probably jumping off Josh King, Melbourne bloke, a mm. little bit too early. Um, I thought he'd plateaued, and then he went on to hit a couple of big games directly after that too. So, yeah, I made more mistakes than good this year. Yeah, I think I reckon I stuffed up my boosts more than anything. It would be like the, just the temptation to bring a player in that you didn't really need, but hey, what the hell. Uh, he's on the bubble or he's looking pretty good. I'll bring him in. Inevitably broke him. So like you, Lakey, I've got too many to list. But uh, without further ado, the winner of the trade foul of the year. 
Carl Lawton. It can't go past someone that's got 400 trade-ins and proceeds to score the worst super coach score for the season uh, and then completely disappeared through suspension and, and injury and whatever else. 400 trade-ins. That is a decent chunk of the super coach community. I think fair to say they uh, would have had a lot to think about after that. And how do you recover from there, Alex? I mean, Ponga was bad, but Carl Lawton, negative 13. Yeah, there's no coming back from that. And well, there was coming back, and it was uh, for 15 points, but yeah, it was just an absolute shocker. Um, for anyone that did trade him in, it's it's worst possible outcome you can imagine. I mean, just imagine sitting back on a Friday night, a couple of beers, got your trades all locked and loaded, and then you see Carl Lawton getting set off. It was it was only what eight minutes into the game too. He tried to absolutely bury Cam Murray. That's right into the turf um, and got walked. And it was it, he was played eighty minutes the week before. He scored a fifty-two. So the trend he was trending upwards, but um, he was yeah, destroyed people that week. Hundred percent, an absolute trap. All right, let's get into the next category. It might be a quick one. The Stephen Carney Award, again, another name from the distant past. It's still getting a run. Poor old Steve Carney, the worst uh, win percentage, I think, of, of any coach for quite some time. So, Stephen, you've still got your name on a talkie ward category, so there is something to carry with you. Uh, so, gone through, I don't think I needed to really ask the rest of the super coach guys, where the talk guys, where they landed, because this, this man was far and above or far and below uh, the rest of the pack. And uh, couldn't quite back up a, a pretty handy first year on the tools. So uh, I think we might have broken him. Uh, won't even drumroll here. The poor bloke, Adam Dino Lake. he's currently 43,000th. Boys, have you heard uh, much? Is he is he okay? You know, he's probably got a few trades up the sleeve. Could go to 30,000th. Uh, Alex, yeah. you've been in touch? No, no, nothing from me. So, so uh, see, if I was 41, 43,000th as well, I'd probably, I'd probably drop off too. <laughs> like is it your captain's article curse yeah he maybe, the reins? maybe he's taken too much um pride in his work there on the site and, and focused too much on that and, and forgot about the actual super coaching part there you go so Deanie, like hey love your love your work mate and you're making us look better by comparison i i kind of like when it's either wenon or nick that wins this thing you know just because they would take it a little bit more personally and we can yep. sort of feed them a bit there but I think a uh, tough year and one way to look at it. There's only one way but up. Band's still going strong. Actually, I haven't heard much out of the ladies. Well, yeah, thank you. Jeez, the, I think the hearing aids might need to turn up there. Barry, what do you reckon? Yep, he's still there. Good to see we're halfway through. Uh, the worth a good hard look category, the player on the rise for 2023. So, I mean, I don't know about you guys, but halfway through the year, I already started to think about uh, next season and, and what I'd be doing. Um, it's, it's helpful, I guess, to think this far ahead and just start planning a team. It probably shows how little of a, a life that we have, but there you go. That's the, the nature yeah. of the game. But the worth, <laughs> the worth a good hard look. Four nominations for this one here, guys. Josh Schuster. Uh, player that's fallen off an absolute cliff in 2022. He will be bottom dollar for next season. I think he's almost there. I think he's 188k at the moment. No Kieran Foran off to the Titans, so it will be his sixth jersey, you'd think. Uh, stranger things, but there you go. Schuster ups, absolutely owes 
Manly a few next season. Sam Beryls, new Titan next season. Uh, number nine, he's a pretty handy player when he can stay on the park. So fingers crossed for him on the injury front, but could be a handy little first starting week hooker by. Ellie Katoa, the Storm are losing Kbrom and Felice Kafusi. So we know anytime a player goes into that system, they uh, an instant 10, 15, 20-point better player. So hopefully Katoa can find his groove again. And Jermaine Hopgood, uh, Panthers forward shifting over to the Eels. So the Eels are losing quite a few players uh, off the top of my head. They've lost Papali'i, Nia Kore, uh, Ray Stone's gone as well. There's one other I can't quite remember. Like but Oregon Kafusi. There you go. So, I mean, there's plenty of minutes up for grabs there and Hopgood has a, uh, a plenty of plenty to like about him from the little that we've seen. So, boys, out of the four there, Lakey, anyone, uh, anyone catching the eye for you? I am keeping a close eye on Eli Katoa. Um, Melbourne have a way of turning these um, borderline NRL players into uh, super coach superstars. Um, so I'm keeping an eye on him. But the last couple of weeks, he's got a couple of good runs for the Warriors and bumped out some decent scores. So his price isn't going to be as juicy as it once was, unfortunately. And Alex, you've been tasked with the uh, unenviable role of, of picking through 2023 and putting your name to it. But uh, outside of that list, anyone that you think might be in contention as well? Oh, yeah, I've got I've got quite a few I could name. Um, the obvious one at, at hooker for me is Mitch Kenny coming into, well, hopefully coming into Appy Coruscant's role and, and should be projected around 250K for next year at the moment. Um, front row as well. There's a couple of duels that I don't mind with Tohu Harris and Ruben Cotter, hopefully getting that second row front row duel. Um, second rower and centre wing, there's Luke Garner, who is hopefully getting into that edge spot for the Penrith uh, system next year and with a 41 average should be around 370, uh, 360 to 70K for next season. Um, and as well as that, there's another young Bulldog player who signed mid-season this year from the Melbourne Rebels. Uh, I went to school with him, but he's been playing a few games in New South Wales Cup, and he's just been absolutely killing it. He's played four 80-minute games, um, has scored three tries, has got 35 tackle busts in those games, so average of almost nine a game. Um, he's just a, a, an absolute beast playing in the right centre spot. His name's Gerald Skelton, and he's one I'd definitely have a look at for next year if he is cracking into that top uh, Bulldogs team. Love that, mate. That is huge. Looking forward to, to reading that article when it comes out. There's uh, a lot going on. And you've even got, uh, yeah, went to school with the guy. I mean, that's huge inside mail there. So, yeah, I don't know. I'm going to crown you the new Wilfred if, you, if he eventually uh, cracks that side. You might have to – who's he playing for next season, Melbourne? Oh, the Dogs. Oh, the Dogs. So you might yeah, have to move so. to Sydney. Yeah. <laughs> that, uh, you know, Wilf and Styles in and Wenon are good with hanging out at Broncos training and peering through the bushes. So uh, any ins you can get for us in the doggies camp. Of course, the team on the rise as well. So nah, looking forward to that. All right, without further ado, the winner of the Worth a Good Hard Look, the player on the rise for 2023, Joshy Schuster. I think we can't go past him, Lakey. We've talked this guy up on the pod during the year, actually, and said now that he's coming back uh, from injury, he's he could be worth a sneaky pod shout thank god we didn't do it because he's been no. god awful but next season uh so much building towards it i'm gonna throw it out there he's gonna be in a lot of base i reckon he's gonna be the lachlan Ilias of uh the next season any dispute Ho- on that do we think it'll actually, is he gonna get there i was gonna say hopefully with some better results than lachlan Ilias had but <laughs> the, 
kid was an absolute star in his rookie year last year, playing on an edge. Uh, he always seems to get that 5'8 throw when Kieran Foran is out, who's now off to the Gold Coast. So the path is there. Um, I think he lost the role to Dylan Walker at some points this year, but Walker's going to the Warriors as well. So there's, I, I think there's a good chance. They they see him as their one of their halves of the future. And, um, yeah, you know, fingers crossed he does get it to start next year. No more flick passes. Alex, is he destined for your round one side? Uh, assuming he's starting, yeah, I think he'll be locked into everyone's side that because he'll be surely getting a, a second row five eighth duel. Um, if so, it'll be impossible not to get him. The only way I could see him potentially not being in my side is if he's only five eighth next year. Like similarly, how they did it to Matt Burton, where he was destined for center wing five eighth, and then they came out and said nope because he's playing just five eighth this year. We're only keeping him at five eighth. That's the only way you wouldn't be in my team. Hmm. Yeah, hopefully there's no pride round or anything next season to derail that either, but probably one to keep an eye on just in case. All right, we'll take a quick break, guys. I think the uh, the girls need a refresh, top up. I think Barry, uh, close to getting turfed out, he's a bit uh, irresponsible out there, but a couple of the best and worst to go uh, before we sign off for the final time in 2022. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. All right, we're back, guys. Uh, The best and the worst still to come. I thought I might just throw an impromptu one at you, though, before we get into the next category. Do you guys have a best JT joke for the year? No. Any thought into that? Any anyone (laughs) worst? Well, what's the worst? All right, fire them away. Oh, do do we have an hour? What was? I think there was the first one I did. um, The European one. So yeah. I reckon that obviously no. just given the punchlines, I can't say, say it again. But I reckon that's what uh, what helped me catch fire. I think, uh, best. I think the one that got me the most by memory was your uh, stalker anecdote. Um, oh, what was I that? I think one? it was Tom Alolo, um up north, and his missus was getting flowers, and um, <laughs> she had a stalker or something like that. I didn't know where that was going for ninety percent of the joke, um, and you caught me off guard. Ah, uh, how good. Well, yeah, I can't think of them all off the top of my head. There were just so many and it's tough to put a you know best of tag on any of them. But uh, just so everyone's aware, we'll be back uh, fit and firing. We've got a full off season to start pulling some together. So uh, Alex, while you're working on actual super coach analysis, I'll be doing that. So looking forward uh, to unleashing a few beasts next season. That'll be the most work you've done all in years. Oh, mate, honestly, yeah, I'm, I'm excited for it. Big off season ahead. Don't care about the ranking. 
Anyway, back to the uh, back to the good stuff. So the next no, uh, next category, the worst performance of the year. There has to be a typo. A uh, couple of candidates on this one here. Normally, it would go to. Uh, I guess the worst Supercoach score of the season, but there's a couple of guys in here that could, uh, for different reasons, put their noses in front for the win. So Carl Lawton starts us off a negative 13 points, send off and then suspension. We talked about him in the trade fail of the year category, so could be a double moment, uh, double winner here the first time ever. Big Carl, negative 13, wins the worst score for the season. Will Kennedy next on the nominations list? Negative 10, a send-off on that Sunday afternoon game, followed by a negative 2 on return from suspension throughout 80 minutes. So I think it's the first time ever that a player has put back-to-back negative uh, results in a row. So, I mean, that's that's record-setting by Will Kennedy, who's a pretty handy player as well. And then finally, Jason Saar, one of yours here, Lakey. Round 5 versus Newcastle, 4 points in 80 minutes in a 30-6 to drubbing by Manly. Uh, so I guess just stood there catching a cold. I don't even remember, remember that game. Yeah, I do. Um, they absolutely towed us up earlier in the season. We had, uh, I wouldn't say great form, but we're looking better than we are now, obviously. And um, Manly came out and put us to the sword. And, and Jason Saab just didn't do anything and just stood back and watched. So, uh, mm. so I went back and checked. I remember his low score and I thought, you know, maybe he, he got a HIA or something like that. But no, 80 minutes, absolutely nothing. Absolutely nothing. And and Will Kennedy, Alex, he's a pretty handy player, which is why I'm surprised to see him on this list. He's always that guy you consider around the buy rounds, handy player for the Sharks, killed it last season. But two back-to-back uh, negative games, that's that's something. Yeah, it was definitely um, a bit surreal to see. And it wasn't even something I caught at the time. It was a week uh, when he returned from suspension around 14. I remember someone saying to me, like, uh, Will Kennedy's a shout. And I was like, oh, he's probably like, what, late 500s. Uh, no, he was about 400k, and it was only then I realised. And, and after that, he it took him another six weeks to actually score under 50, and that was against Penrith. So mm-hmm. uh, after coming back from that negative two, negative ten, he actually had a great run of scores and averaged about 65. But yeah, it was a bit crazy, and, and you know it does help his price for next year if that interests anyone. It's one of those old adages of Supercoach. You buy uh, low and you sell high, and you can't get much lower than two negative scores in a row. So without further ado. Will Kennedy, he has to win that for me. I mean, two ne- we've never seen it before. Uh, the send-off followed by just a really shit game. I mean, the negative two on its own is fantastic from 80 minutes with no, I don't think, Sinbin or send-off. No. I couldn't do anything there. So very worthy winner of the worst performance of the year. Carl Lawton, unfortunately, can't uh, knock up the double there. So, uh, Barry, if you had a bit of money on that one, yeah, yeah sorry, mate, not going to happen. Uh, next time, buddy. All right, next one. All right, turning our attention away from the worst, we're going to some of the best, and this is the best performance by a super coach or by a player in super coach in 2022. The Did You See That Award? A couple of very uh, handy nominations here, and one absolute out of the blue bolter who's my uh, Smokey. We'll see what the judges reckon. But starting at the top here, Ryan Pappenhausen, 193 points against the Dogs in round four. This is one of those games, the Sunday afternoon to close the round out. If you didn't own this guy, it was probably the worst watch of the season. Uh, Alex, did you own him? Lakey, did you own him? Yeah, I had Pappy early on, um, which was fantastic for me. And I had him, I think I captained him during that round as mm. well. 
mate, I, I was an owner, but that was the week I brought in Cam Munster and I threw the mm. captaincy on him for about 34 points. It was an awful afternoon for me. I turned the game off. Absolute bloodbath. So you needed to have that armband on the big pap. Uh, next one, Latrell, 152 points against the Warriors in round 20. Another captain for me, but only did this in 60-odd minutes, 62. Uh, got taken off for a rest. This could have been the 200-point game uh, for mine. I think he was absolutely tailing them up out there after a bit of a slow start too. Points just piled up, which was great to see. Um, another one here that you've added, Lakey, it's Ryan Pappenhausen again. 135 points versus Manly in round 16. First game back from injury scores over 100 in a seven-minute stint to end the game. I have I had forgotten all about that, but there are um, a lot of super coaches that jumped on this guy fresh back from injury, which is a huge risk. Alex, were you one of them, or were you just holding off until he got healthy again? No, I held off until I, I brought him in round 17. Um, didn't want to jump on him too early. I've been scarred by stuff like that before. But there is one that I did want to mention that we haven't got on the list um, that I've only just really remembered was Joey Manu, uh, round 18. Well, I think he was jumping 5-8th roll with Teddy back and he, he banged out a 191. That's when he did the, the fake injury and then leapt through the whole team. Unreal. The ball hog Joey Manu. A uh, little uh, shout-out for later. Wilfred in the Mega Guide did pick him early. So, yeah, Joey Manu, it's been his year. But, uh, boys, one here out of the blue. And uh, I'll rattle off a couple of stats here. But Tepoi Moiroa, 19 points versus Newcastle round eight. So why is this one? Why is this in the list? That's a bit weird. 19 points in one game, uh, 6.33 points per minute, or a theoretical score of 506 if he goes 80 minutes at 6.33 a game. Three minutes against your boys, Lakey. That's all it takes. Yeah, that's usually what it takes. It was about three minutes into the game and we've pretty much thrown it in. So he's done it on his own. It's quite a feat. Jesus, three minutes. Uh, I love the theoretical 506. So without further ado, has to go to Tepoi Moroa. Screw the others. I don't care what you say about 193 from Pappy, like whatever. Tepoi Moroa, 19 points in three minutes. Incredible scenes. Might as well call it 506. You should get points for that. Any objections, boys? I mean, that's that's just incredible. Um, no, it's hard to that, debate against the stats. That's oh. exactly right. The stats speak for themselves. I think from memory, he uh, came on as the sub, had his first hit up and scored the try and then got hurt in doing so <laughs> or off the next hit up. And so he got taken straight back off again. So it, it was an incredible uh, you know, minute of uh, mayhem. Absolutely. Left the field, crowning in glory because he wins the Did You See That Award for 2022. One to put in the trophy cabinet. All right, a couple of Mega Guide ones to close us out for the year, fellas. So uh, hopefully with uh, everyone back on deck next season, we'll have the Mega Guide uh, ready and raring to go early in the piece. Lakey, any Inside Mail, you are the heart and soul of the Mega Guide. Maybe a quick shout-out what it is, what we can expect from it. Yeah, so this is one we get uh, all the writers together and we you know, put our heads together and come up with a, a list of every player in the Supercoach game. So once those uh, lists are out, we start writing and uh, rating 
about every player and their start of season prospects. So, you know, a guy like Nathan Cleary to start this year where he missed four or five games, um, usually he would probably be an A rating where, you know, we bump him down a little bit because he's, he's not an option really for round one. So those little things we take into account and, um, it's only about $15, so a couple of uh, cups of coffee or a couple of schooners, and you get all uh, every piece of information on everyone in the game. It's uh, it's incredible to read as uh, before I was a writer, and um, it's good fun putting it together now. certainly is, and, and obviously a cause close to Wenon's Heart is Movember, the foundation, so a, a good chunk of the sales. I think we got um, almost 1000 bucks into their coffers through right, yeah. uh, the sales of the Mega Guide earlier in the year. So for a great cause, um, always good to put together, as you said. So looking forward to backing up again. And uh, I reckon Alex is probably a shout as well to contribute. He's bloody uh, already putting stuff together for it. So uh, I reckon we'll get him on board and maybe, I don't know, a couple of schooners, as you said, we'll buy him uh, individually. But without further ado, the uh, the best, uh, the good call champ. So finally, uh, a couple of good candidates in this list here, Lake, which I was surprised at. Um, not often that we give ourselves pats on the back, but a couple of good uh, good nominations here for the best call out of the Mega Guide. Uh, so going through, we've given each of the uh, the writers one here. So JT, we found, I called uh, Jeremiah Nano a B and one to watch. So pretty happy with how that one ended up turning out. I think I took both him and Lukey into my starting side. So one of them was better than the other. Uh, for you, Lakey, Isaiah Tass, one to watch. Uh, I think we found that later in the year. He had, When he came mm. on, he, he's killed it and he's being played in my side uh, this week even. So there you go. Uh, one definitely to have watched throughout the season. Big Bad Stylesy, the mailman. Dylan Brown, I was surprised this didn't come from you, Lakey, but a sleeper call at the start of the year. And fair to say that played out exactly as you would have hoped. He's killing it. Uh, just when he needs to at the back end, whether or not he's got Moses there, Gutho doesn't need him. He's doing it all on his own, so good to see. And Big Bad Wilfie, Joey Manu, a B, uh, and a sleeper call from him. So Joey Manu, I think, has gone to another level this year, fair to say. Uh, normally that around origin kind of player, but the rest, uh, or throughout the year, he's been an absolute gun and still kicking on to this day. All right, the winner of the best call of the Mega Guide. We pay him out a lot, but Big Bad Wilfred, I think, fair to say, your Joey Manu call, incredible. Uh, Alex threw him in as a nomination for the best scorer this season, given that uh, run he went on and just the ball-hogging abilities. It's uh, proving an absolute uh, must-have in centre wing. So, Lakey, were you surprised to see Joey Manu do so well this year? Uh, yes, I guess I was. Um, the The call around Manu is we've always seen his potential when he's playing at fullback or in the halves and stuff like that. But, you know, with the Roosters full side and Kiri was back, you just thought there's no point having him when he's playing in centre. But Wilf's gone against the grain and labelled him a sleeper and absolutely hit the nail on the head. He's come out and well, top two, top three centre wing this mm. year. Um, he's, he's killed it. And, you, you know, as someone who hasn't owned him, it's been a very tough watch. Yep. Well done, Wilf. They don't call you a champ for nothing. So looking forward to having him back on deck next year. All right, final one to close us out for 2022. The Nostradamus Award. Well, actually, I think I've mixed them up because the good call champ is a sarcastic comment. The Nostradamus is obviously yeah, you have, yeah. great calls. There you go. Classic me just at the end of the season. Yeah. The worst call, call from the Mega Guy. <laughs> yeah, good call Put champ. this one down here. 
Yeah, there you go. Thank you. Uh, so I've got a couple of nominations here. Uh, I think there's one that's fairly standing out, but I might even let uh, let Alex decide it um, to remove any bias from our uh, our rankings here. But uh, starting with me again, I had Corey Thompson as a B in the guide. I just thought at the Titans there, he was killing it at the back end of last season. I can't even, I don't even know where, what's happened with him, where he is, what he's doing, but a B he was not. Lakey, you've got a you got a couple here, buddy. Uh, Max King, a D grade. Yep. I'll just go through them all. Jackson Paulo, B. Cody Walker, A. I mean, Walker, yeah, didn't start the year in, in too hot a fashion. Had a couple of good games, but definitely not an A. Nico Hines, bust. I mean, that is a that was a huge call that a lot of people were hanging on to. Didn't quite pan out that way, though. So uh, early uh, early candidate there. Stylesy. Amone A and Toikamanu B. I think for me, Toikamanu hurt because I had him in, uh, for, I don't know, 10 rounds. It was terrible. So definitely due a better year next season. And then Wilfie, Joe Tarpany C. I don't think he owns him to this day. And Brandon Smith a B. So, I mean, if we're calling those out as the worst calls for Wilf, I think he's done pretty well for himself. Uh, but uh, Alex, if uh, once we've gone through that list, fair few, uh, fair few nominations in there, mate. Uh, I might even just start the drum roll. Have you got one in mind? Have you got a winner? Yeah, look, there's one that, that you know, kind of uh, stands out to me a little bit, and I'd like to announce it just by reading a snippet of the Mega Guide uh, paragraph for him. We all know the history of stars leaving the Melbourne Storm system. I can't honestly say that I believe he'll be a complete bust, but I do think we'll see a regression of scoring to around 60 points per game. Mm. <laughs> and like <laughs> Nailed it. Lakey wins the final award for 2022. <laughs> Despite all the hard work you put into this mega guide, mate, all the hours and hours slaving over the formatting, rewriting, uh, typos, all of that crap, uh, the very final word from the Supercoach Talk pod is to roast you for your worst <laughs> call in that That's it. I in that absolutely guide. nailed that one, didn't I? Oh, I'm glad to be taking home an award. It's such a um, prodigious night. I'm, I've walked out of here with a bit of uh, extra jewellery, so it's nice. Uh, so this one, it, it did hurt. Um, I did avoid him. I actually went through and reread the Mega Guide stuff last night. We had a bit of, um, you know, from the author's bit at the back, and Wilf said the, a very similar thing. He was not going anywhere near him to start the year. But, yeah, I've absolutely... Um, I fumbled the ball on this one. I say it would have helped my season having him in from the start. No, I think fair to say I didn't see it happening either. So it's tough to uh, to look back and, and roast you retrospectively, but we're going to do it anyway. So congratulations, yeah, cool. congrats to all that won. I thought that was pretty uh, pretty hotly contested couple of categories there. So we'll obviously be back bigger and better in 2023 as well. Uh, a couple of things in the works with the podcast. So we're looking at doing a lot more. Uh, throughout the week, a couple of Sunday ones. I did at the start of the year. I completely cooled off with that one there. But Lakey, you're going to join me for those Sunday ones and make sure that I'm you know, not incapacitated enough yeah, hold to you get through them. Well, we won't start off incapacitated, but, but by the end of the pod, we might be. Yeah, naturally. It'll be a Sunday night too. Jeez, work in the morning is going to be a bit of a pain. Alex, we've heard a lot out of you uh, this season. I think fair to say one of the fan favorites. So are you hoping to be back uh, next season, you sound like you're already in the works. Yeah, and no, I'm 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 pretty keen to be back on uh, next season and you know give my piece. You're our claim to some sort of relevancy, mate, in the uh, top 500, as it were. Fingers crossed, that's where you stay. Uh, always good to have a high flyer and bring them down to our level. Uh, Wenon, new dad Wenon, he'll be freed up a fair bit 
next season with parental leave duties. So as I understand, it's just taking the kid to for a walk in the park and then putting him to bed and then doing whatever you want throughout the day. Isn't that right, Lakey? Yeah, that's pretty much parenting, right? Um, they look after themselves. That's it. Well, I'm a, a dog owner, so I seem to be. I've kept it alive so far. So I don't know. I don't the know first how much test. you've had to do with that, but <laughs> shout out to Source on that one. Yeah, there you go. Anyway, boys, it's been a fun year. Uh, some have played better than others. I think, Lakey, you and I are looking forward to next season. A bit of a break, Alex. You've got this week to look forward to. Uh, hopefully, cling on to that top 500 spot. So cheering for you. Hopefully, you don't lose any more players. And to all out there who've played, listened, uh, read articles, whatever it might be, thank you very much uh, for your support throughout the season. I'm hoping to see you back next year. Lakey, final word? Absolutely, mate. It's been a huge year, but it's been a fun one. Um, I love the interactions with the community, and um, that's that's why we do it. It's good fun. Thank you, guys. Certainly is. But the main reason that I do it, and a sound that you'll hear a lot going forward. Give your love, everyone. Thanks again for listening. Catch you next season. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.